Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Decided to sleep in? Missed your favorite morning show? Yeah, don't worry. It's the Morning After Podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With their pre-owned personal shopper, your requests will be personally handled by their team of salespeople, sales managers, and vehicle buyers, meaning you got someone looking out for you the whole way. And with easy-peasy loan approval, they've got you taken care of in a way that doesn't require a social security number or trigger a credit inquiry. So go check them out, Treasure Valley Subaru at the Idaho Center. Now, for Nick and Big J. Take it away, boys. Oh, holy jeez. It's the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Wednesday, 13th day of April 2022. My name, will that be Nick? Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Big J. Ta-da! He is here. He is ready. He's prepared a movie review for you that you will get to today. We will have another chance for you to win money in the X-Rock Double Dare. That is going to be happening at around 7.30 or so this morning. Like to give away some money. Boy, howdy, would it be nice? Yeah. And good luck. we are going to try. So, I've often wondered, Big J, do you think we should coach the people on the phone? Like, if we think the $200 question is difficult, should we encourage them to stop? No, because yesterday, I, 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 I mean, he rolled through the first two questions. I thought for sure he would get the third. I'm point. not saying we, we, we suggest everybody, because I'm with you. I he, That dude was on a roll yesterday, and I thought for sure he was going to knock it out of the park as well. But, I mean, if we think something is difficult or we see people are struggling, should we encourage them to do it, or should we just let them leave them to their own devices? Hey, man. Let it ride? We're saving the company money. No, we're actually uh, not. How? How is that of, possible? It's coming out of our coffers. But, uh, we're saving e- ourselves money. <laughs> oh, is that how it works? But uh, I'd like people to win money. That's what I want. What I'm at, Because the thing is, if they get it wrong, they don't get anything. And I'd rather they walk away with 100 bucks than, than bubkiss, you know? But sometimes, man, you get on a roll, you start gambling, and they, this is why people turn into gambling. Yeah. Folks, you understand? The guy was on a heater. That's right. He was on a run. He was like, listen, I had these the first two no-brainers. Let's go. So we'll give you the category, and then we we will not give you any advice. You're on your damn own, everybody. So, but a reminder that that some money's better than no money, Big J. I tell my children this all the time. <laughs> Take the money sometimes, because it's better to have a little bit than have none at all. Next thing you know, you're sleeping on your car. That's not fun, is it? No, it's not. I'm really not sure how I went from you not winning money in the X-Rock Double there to sleeping in your car, but here we are. It's a thing that happened. Could be uh, real, too. Welcome to the show. Hopefully, uh, you do win some money today. That's going to be one of our goals. We'll also have tickets to check out 10 Years in Black Map. Uh, going to be a great show happening at the Knitting Factory this Sunday evening, so we would like to make sure that you go check that out as well. We got you covered in that department, plus we're going to hell all sorts of other fun on the agenda for the day. That's how we set the table. Let's get started with some music. Pearl Jam, kicking things off here on the morning after on the X-Rocks. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Well, the roads yesterday in a bunch of places were pretty bad. They may not be that great today looking at what's out there, but nine people had to be hospitalized yesterday after a 17-car accident in I-84 in Cashew County yesterday. Damn. It was one of six accidents in I-84 in Cashew County, so it was a pretty bad day. Not only that, but they also shut down a bunch of parts of Oregon as well. 
The freeway had extremely dangerous conditions because of slick, slick roads and drifting snow that hurt visibility. Uh, they have not really said what kind of caused the 17 car accident or the condition of the injured. We hope everybody is okay, but we do know they closed things down from 6.30 last night to about 1 o'clock in the morning as officials worked to clear the crashed cars from the road. And then Oregon was shut down uh, up until about 2 o'clock in the morning yesterday. And now you have more snow on the ground this morning. So it's a reminder. We haven't checked in with CB yet, but as always, be careful, man. It's nothing uh, like, you know, when you get April snow, it's almost like we forget how to handle it because it's not supposed to be here. and Or we think, oh, it can't be that bad because it's got to be kind of warm. But sometimes that could be the most dangerous times when it goes from super warm to super cold. It can cause a lot of ice, ice that you don't see. So please be very, yeah. very careful when you're driving on the roads, especially if you're traveling at higher speeds on the freeways and give people some extra space, etc., etc., so that everybody's safe as possible. The NBA's play-in tournament began last night. Big J, the team seeded 7th through 10th, playing in a two-round tournament to decide which teams will face the number 7 and 8 seeds or be the number 7 and 8 seeds in the playoffs. Number 7 seed plays the 8 seed in each conference, and the 9 plays the 10. The winner of the 7-8 games get the number 7 playoff spot, and the losers face the 9-10 games. Does that make sense to you, Big J? Yeah, losers. <laughs> No, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, Brooklyn Nets and the Minnesota Timberwolves won uh, the first two games of the play-in tournament last night. Uh, and the uh, Nets beat the Cavaliers 115-108. to 108. That earns them the seventh seed for the Eastern Conference. The Timberwolves defeated the Clippers 109-104 to 104 for the seventh seed in the Western Conference. So that's what's happening going forward. Congratulations. History was made last night. Alyssa Nanking became the first base coach for the San Francisco Giants in the third inning last night after Antoine Richardson was ejected. So that made Major League Baseball history. How was that, Big J? She became the first female coach on the field in a regular season game in Major League Baseball history. Giants went on to win 13-2 over the Padres. Uh, she got a warm ovation from the crown at the Oracle Park there in San Francisco when she was announced. And she got a congratulatory handshake from Padres first baseman Eric Hosmer. She's a former Sacramento State softball star. She's an assistant coach who worked heavily with base running and outfield defense. And she became the first female coach in the big leads. And she was hired in January of 2020. So it's nice to see. And congratulations to Alyssa. A great career. And it's just getting started as far as coaching goes. So we say huzzah. Cool. Huzzah! Will Ferrell is back in the news, Big J, because he is going to be in the Barbie movie, bro. That's according to The Hollywood Reporter. He's the latest star to join Margot Robbie. It's turning into an all-star movie, this Barbie film. But Margot Robbie is in it, of course. Ryan Gosling is playing Ken. Uh, Kate McKinnon is in it, who appears to be in everything these days. And so is America Ferreira, who was once in these studios, Big Jim. Uh, and a whole lot more. So congratulations to Will. I'm sure uh, that will be good. And the good news is there will be no Will Ferrell, Margot Robbie beef like there's uh, Will Ferrell, Adam McKay beef. We don't know that. Uh, well, I mean, so far, so good. They have good. to work together first. Well, they've, they've done some stuff together before. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All of a sudden, I can't. I, it's called The Big Something, but uh, Will Ferrell was a producer on that movie along with Adam McKay in that movie about the housing crisis from 2008. Oh. Uh, it was called The Big Something, and now I can't remember the, the second, the last word in the, the actual title the of the hurt. movie. Uh, no, it wasn't called the, the Big Hurt. That's Frank Thomas, Big J. You're thinking of Wreck Child Dysfunction commercials. <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your first round of She'll important stuff. She'll be happy too. I'm sure. <laughs> That is Nirvana. That is dumb here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. A hearty congratulations to the workforce of America. Oh, yeah. Good job, everybody. According to a new survey, thanks to the way that a lot of changes have happened across the country, 
the American workforce. We're higher than ever when we go to work, baby. Yeah, yeah, we are more buzzed than we have ever been in our country's history when we uh, clock in at our jobs every day. This according to a new survey that was put together by Quest Diagnostics. They put together an annual drug testing index, and there are still plenty of companies that drug test their employees, but they're looking for other drugs, ones that aren't necessarily illegal these days. But they have found that there are more workers than ever that are testing positive for marijuana. Now, this is not getting them fired or, you know, unemployed or anything like that from their jobs because marijuana is legal recreationally and medically in a lot of states here in the United States of America. But it is pretty incredible how much we have, I guess, not decided to not hide it and uh basically it's over a 50 percent increase in the last year of workers in the united states that have tested positive for marijuana during random urine sample tests uh, how many uh, what's the sample size of this it's though? a good question uh, they didn't really give me any numbers what they've done but they did say is they've been testing this over 10 states in the last four years and the last time there was a number that was anywhere above four percent it was in 2017, and now that number for 2022 is sitting at 9.7% of the workforce just, that they tested over 10 states. Just like Theory of a Dead Man said. Yeah, everybody's high. Uh, many companies have stopped random testing for marijuana, and some states where pot is legal are not allowed to use those test results in any kind of punishment, so that's why these results are a little bit more open, I would say. And probably, li listen, I, I don't think that that necessarily means, I mean, maybe it means that more people are getting high. I just feel like it means that we're a little bit more open about Honest. It. You're honest about it. Yeah, yeah. Used to be your dirty secret. Now you tell everybody you see. Yeah, now you, now you just hang out with your friends by the dispensary and grab what you need and then uh, go to work, I guess. I wonder what that's like. <laughs> what, meeting your friends at the yeah. dispensary? I, I, do you think people do like, that? Like, yeah, of course they do. But I mean, well, well, but why? I mean, have you ever met your friend at a store, a random yeah. store? You have? Yeah, let's go to the grocery store together. That's never something that has happened. Never. You may have Let's run into... Go to the into, liquor store and get some stuff for the party. That's you know different. What I mean? That's like meeting... That's like saying you have to get supplies for something. <clears throat> yeah. I, I, get your party favors. But you meeting your friend at a dispensary as like a hangout point, I'm not sure is a thing. Uh, I know that, that you certainly could, but yeah, you don't really like uh, meet up with friends at stores or places that you buy stuff. Uh, usually you meet up after you've gone to the dispensary would be my guess. But uh, it is good to know that we're higher than ever. But also, keep in mind, Big J, productivity is through the roof. Uh, people are looking for more workers than ever, so they're willing to let bygones be bygones with a lot of that stuff, too. So this has kind of been the perfect storm if you're some sort of burnout that just likes to get high all the time. And now you can sometimes get paid to do that stuff. So congratulations to everybody. Or poor people who are in jail for it. That's also true. Uh, probably not cool, guys, in case you're curious. Morning After with Nick and Big J, a movie review from Radio's Big J is next on the x Rocks. <laughs> Yesterday, right around this time, you guys selected a movie for Big J to watch and review for you. It was called Cleaner. It was available to watch on Netflix. It's got Samuel L. Jackson in it. Little Eddie Harris pops up as well. And this is the part where we ask Big J, what was it about and how was it? Yeah, how uh, we missed this movie in 2007, I'm not sure, because it's got an all-star cast. Like you mentioned, Samuel Jackson, Ed Harris, uh, Eva Mendez, Luis Guzman. You've got uh, Robert Forrester as well. Did we? Did, did you look 
happen to see how much money it made at the box office? Like, did it come out? I can do that while you're doing the uh, yeah, review. Yeah, you, you can do that. No, I, I didn't get a chance to look. But uh, this is a, a, a very suspenseful movie. Samuel Jackson character, uh, Tom, he uh, was once a detective and uh, his, this, for, for various reasons decided to leave the field of detectiving and uh, is uh, what, what they call a cleaner, somebody who comes in and cleans up after somebody has died. And uh, it is, uh, well, it's a disgusting job. And yeah. uh, he takes him pretty damn serious, and he's enjoying himself. He's uh, raising a daughter by himself uh, because of something the terrible that happened to his wife. And so you have that set up. Ed Harris is uh, still uh, a, a detective, and uh, they were partners once, of course. And so what you've got is some corruption here going on, and uh, some some of those some uh, mysterious things happening. And and he ends up on a job, and something goes weird, and so he uh, starts to put on the detective thing again, and starts to try to figure out what's going on here and then um, you get a, you get a pretty big twist but at the same time pretty predictable from the beginning of, of who the bad people are and um, you know it's it's unfortunate that's a, it's a casting thing and it's like you know this person is always playing a bad guy that's the bad guy and it's usually true it's a it's a terrible thing but there is a pretty good twist uh, I didn't see coming I, I think you'd figure uh, most of this out Nick beforehand maybe not the twist uh, because they don't leave you any clue about that so uh does that bother you when when they they hit at you with a twist that that there's no possible way you can see it coming no well no because you already suspect something's up but because of who's involved but you didn't see it coming from that direction so you know not a big deal uh not a bad movie very suspense suspenseful uh a thriller for sure and you could do worse out there. Uh, well, all right. Uh, the reason why we didn't know it was in this thing is because uh, it was back in 2007 what we used to call a direct-to-DVD release. It was never oh, released really? here oh. domestically. It was internationally, but it only made $5 million at the box office, so it was released direct-to-DVD. Yeah, we, we saw how that uh, that model didn't work back then either. So <laughs> No. So <laughs> nobody saw this in the theater here in the United States, so don't feel bad. They didn't really advertise it. They just kind of released it. But is it worth your time? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you like thrillers, if you like suspense, Spence, uh, thriller movie, you, you you can't go wrong with this. It's pretty good all around. Two thumbs up on Netflix? Or just uh, one? I just one thumb. But I, it is Big J approved, it sounds like. Yeah, and I took in another movie, too, Metal Lords. Oh, the movie that you didn't want to watch when I told you about it? Yeah, yeah. Well, that when you recommend something, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> I'll let other friends and people Jeez. do that. Yeah, I believe I said, hey, you should check it out. And you're like, I don't want to watch that commie movie. <laughs> I probably wasn't paying attention to what you were really saying. Uh, it's a great movie. I did double thumbs up that one. Oh, nice. Okay, because uh, Tom Morello produced it. That's why. Uh, Big oh, that comedy. The oh, there you go. God. See? There you go. It was good despite it. Uh, but it is a good movie, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And if you've uh, had a friend or if you yourself ever picked up an instrument, especially as a younger person, I uh, definitely want to check it out. I, I saw some people being uh, you know, musical snobs out there on the social media. And I'm like, knock it off. It's a good movie. But uh, sounds like it was a Big J double feature last yeah, night. Yeah, man. Huh? Double Very feature nice. supreme. And he enjoyed it. And he got to not watch Hawaii Five-0. So it's like a triple win, dude. Listen, I love that show. I just don't want to watch every episode all at once. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Uh, There's your exciting conclusion to Streaming Dumbass. A little bonus review thrown in. Important stuff. What's going on in the news today? On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. I will readily admit, Big J, I buy a lot of things online. 
I have been sucked in by the convenience of having things delivered to me and the ability in which to do so. And I purchase a lot of things on Amazon, specifically for my children, clothes and things like that and toys and all that kind of stuff. A lot of Christmas shopping is done online. Uh, How much do you procure stuff on the Internet? Yeah, quite a bit now. Yeah. I mean, I feel bad about it, too. Uh, well, I mean, of course. I mean, you. Uh, if given the opportunity, I'd like the chance to go out and do a lot more stuff around the area. But also, it's been a weird couple of years. I don't think I have to tell you that. Yeah, it was perfect uh, circumstances to keep you shut in for the rest of your life, pal. There you go. And if all goes well, that's what I'm planning on doing. But the University of South Florida says that we have a pretty interesting way that goes about buying particular products online, especially when it comes to buying a product that we're not exactly familiar with. And that is consumers are way more swayed by top reviews than they are by overall ratings. Oh, yeah, that's something I talked about with Wendy Rose of the Beardsmith, the reviews. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's good to have them. People want them. But uh, when it comes to when you're we're looking for a product or a service that you're not familiar with, you're much more likely to purchase that product or service if it's got a bunch of not even a bunch, but the like the top reviews that you see are well worded and are you know either very negative or very positive. I don't trust them. It's funny you say that because I'm the exact same way. I am uh, I am the opposite of the survey. I much more look at the overall rating of the service based on all of the reviews than I do the top ones that are selected for me, if right. that makes sense. Uh, because I feel like, again, I, I know I maybe I'm being, uh, I don't know, blind to how things work, but... People don't usually comment on something unless it's an overwhelmingly positive or an overwhelmingly negative. Right. There's not a lot of like who takes the time to be like, meh, yeah. it was okay. Yeah. Meh. But meanwhile, I will happily rate anything that I have. And I'm usually, you know, uh, if it was good, I'll give it five stars. If it was bad, I'll give it one. But I also have given things three and four stars and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And so I, I'll, I'm, I'm much more likely to buy a product that has an average score of four stars than I am to buy a, a product that has three reviews and it's all five stars. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's how I go about it. If I'm not familiar with the object, if I am familiar with it, the reviews of other people's experiences with it will not impact me in any way, shape, or form. But that's just the way that I do it. But apparently, Big J, we are in the minority. People much more like to, to see the top reviews and how they are played out to them, and that's their way that they go about shopping, which is interesting. Uh, by the way, researchers recommend uh, businesses respond to reviews, both positive and negative, because the interaction also makes the businesses look good. When it's uh, just random people looking at it, it makes it makes random people think, oh, this business does care about what other people think. <laughs> Even if they don't, it is a good business practice because it does keep you, at least in the eyes of the general public, as somebody that likes to interact and believes in their services and all that kind of stuff. So something to keep in mind if you're a business owner out there as well. The Brooklyn Nets and Minnesota Timberwolves won the first two games of the play-in tournament last night. Nets beat the Cavs 115-108. to That gives them the seventh seed in the Eastern Conference. Timberwolves beat the Clippers 109-104 for the seventh seed in the Western Conference. And, well, Big J... I don't think things are going that great in Washington in the NFL. The House Committee on Oversight and Reform told the FTC yesterday that they believe the NFL's Washington Commanders franchise engaged in potentially unlawful financial conduct. 
The committee found evidence of deceptive business pra- business practices for more than a decade, including not giving ticket revenue from visiting teams to their visiting teams like they were supposed to, and not giving the refundable deposits back to fans if things went sideways. The NFL says that they have retained former Securities and Exchange Commission Chair Mary Jo White to investigate this serious allegations, but what they're not saying is they, at least according to what I have read, the NFL kind of already knew about this. And they were doing everything they could to make sure that it wasn't getting researched and put together by Congress. And now that they've been found out, they're kind of having to do their own investigation. But when are they going to get rid of this dude and take this team away from him? Here's the thing. Like, listen, Dan Snyder's a scumbag and he shouldn't have the team. You're absolutely right. But also, like, the NFL has been covering for this guy for like six years. And they're doing it because you're not going to want to hear this. But every NFL franchise is probably lying about this exact same thing. And they don't want to crack down that door because, believe me, if every NFL team had to open up their books, the general public is not going to like what they have to see. Even more reason for the NFL to have jumped on them when they first had a chance when they were doing some really stupid stuff that had nothing to do with that. Please keep in mind the NFL's job is to protect the owners of these franchises at all costs. The the commissioner they Roger be Goodell about protecting about the eleven billion dollars they make every year. Well, that's exactly what they think one they're doing. Tiny little billionaire when they're making all the money together. Well, like I said, all of these all of these billionaires are doing the exact same thing. And the, when you when you when you I guess peel back the the skin as to what's going on, you're not going to like what you see, and that's what's happening. And remember, it's Roger Roger Goodell is hired by the owners. He, that is who he is employed by. It is his job to protect the shield, but the shield in this case is the owners. And so the NFL doesn't want any of this to come out. Now it has, and now they're going to be in trouble. And the way that Dan Snyder's either going to save his ass or do this, he's going to have to be the Jose Canseco, if that makes sense. He got caught, and now he's going to have to rat out everybody, and it's going to be a systematic kind of uh, complete uh, upheaval. If this thing is going to come to fruition, because I promise you every NFL team in the country probably does this exact same thing. Lies about how many tickets they sell so that they don't have to give any more money to visiting teams. So they keep some of it themselves and they probably aren't giving back seating licenses to people that deserve it. Uh, It's just the way that these people continue to stay rich. Big J, you understand? Yeah. And so it, it's it's how this turned into a billion dollar business, and it's how these people make their money, and so they protect each other at all costs. And they're all probably not the greatest people in the world, and that's why they well, got I don't to think be you this. can be a good person and be a billionaire. And so right, right. Now Dan Snyder has got you know other allegations that make him probably more of a scumbag. It's not just the money side of things that make this guy problematic, but. I promise you he's not the only one keeping double books. That's all I'm trying to say. But we'll see what actually happens because of this. Because the NFL also has a great history of hiring, quote-unquote, independent investigators and then doing absolutely butt-kiss with whatever they come up with. NFL. Rest in peace to Gilbert Gottfried, Big J. The iconic comedian passed away at 67 years old yesterday. His family released a statement to Twitter saying they were heartbroken to announce the passing of Gilbert Gottfried after a long illness. Uh, He, of course, is probably one of the most iconic voices in the history of voices. He was a part of Disney's Aladdin franchise. He appeared in movies like Beverly Hills Cop, Problem Child. He was on Saturday Night Live. He was in Look Who's Talking. Uh, He worked with pretty much everybody and anybody who 
has worked in comedy or in entertainment, really. Everybody's got a Gilbert Gottfried story. And by all, I, I, you ever met Gilbert? Did you ever come to No, town? I haven't, no. I had the uh, the chance twice to meet him. Literally, I mean, he's the exact opposite when you meet him in person than he is when he's on stage, which is to say he's very soft-spoken, he's very quiet, and he's also very, very nice. And so my best wishes and sympathy to his family. Definitely one of the best out there and also very, very funny and very dirty and very awful. But that's one of the things that made Gilbert so great. So uh, once again, rest in peace to Gilbert Godfrey. Gone at 67 years old. Certainly will be missed. X rocks. Sounds like a plan. Let's play the X Double Dare. Try to give away some money this morning. Today's contestant, his name is Matt. Hey, Matt, good morning to you, man. How you doing? Good, how are you guys? We're hanging in there, brother. Did you happen to hear the category for today when Big J announced it, or do you need it again? Or uh, I I didn't hear it. Uh, it is name the pretty good movie from its pretty bad review. So Big J is going to read you some r- movies that got bad reviews, and then you're going to have to try to figure out what that actually pretty good movie was. Does that make sense? Okay. So right. <laughs> how confident are you in your movie knowledge, I guess, is my question. Uh, I think I'm okay. Okay. Uh, can I give you a little bit of a hint, man? At the beginning of each one of these clues, Big J is going to read you the year that these reviews were written. That may help you in the right direction, okay? All right. All right. You're going to try to win up to $200. You can stop anytime you want to, but it is double or nothing, so you're going to risk it every time you go forward. But here is your $50 question. Good luck, my friend. In 1939, right. the New York Times wrote, Bert Lahr as the Cowardly Lion is funny, but terribly out of place. What classic movie are they talking about? Sorry, say that again? In 1939, the New York Times wrote, Bert Lahr as the Cowardly Lion is funny, but terribly out of place. What classic movie are they talking about? Uh, Wizard of Oz. Right. Go, man. That is correct. So you now have $50 in your pocket. You can take that $50 and walk away. That's cool with us. Or you can put it on the line and go double or nothing for $100. But, Matt, keep in mind the questions do get more difficult as we go forward. All right. Let's go double on this one. Okay. All righty. $100. In 1993, the Washington Post wrote, The trouble is you end up feeling like you were living the same day over and over again right alongside Bill Murray. This movie gets stuck in non-progressive repetition. What movie are they talking about? Uh, I'm going to say Groundhog Day. Right. Excellent. That is now $100 in your pocket. You can keep that and walk away, or you can go for the $200 question. This is the most difficult one of the bunch, however. Uh, I think I've learned probably best just to walk away on this one. <laughs> That's a really good decision. I think today. it is, too. I think this $200 question is really, uh, either you're going to know it or you're not going to have any idea what it is. So you're going to take the $100. Is that a final answer, Matt? Yes, sir. That $100 is yours. Would you like to see if you would have got the $200 question correct? Absolutely. All right. Rex Reed in 2006 wrote, Like most movie musicals, good and bad alike, there isn't much plot going on here, but even with Emma Stone's amazing performance, this film reeks of mothballs. What Oscar winner for Best Picture is he talking about? Um, That's tough. Smells like you made the right decision, man. (laughs) Yeah, what year? Uh, 2006. Sucker Punch? Sucker Punch, no. Wrong. That that never came close to winning an Oscar. But an Oscar in my heart. (laughs) The answer was, Big J? 
La La Land. La La Land. Right. La La Land. Oh, so good, got that. good choice, Matt. Congratulations. You get $100 in the X-Rock Double Dare. Well played, sir. Please hang on just one second. We'll get all that information that you need. And we gave away some money, so that feels good. The category will continue all day long. 12.30 today with Jason Drew. 5.30 today with Adam. It's named the pretty good movie from its pretty bad review. And your chance to win money will continue here on the X. We're going to go to hell. That's happening next on the X Rocks. The morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Pack a lunch. We're headed back to Florida for today's We're Going to Hell story, Big J. And listen, relationships aren't an exact science, my friend. No matter how in love you feel like you are, from time to time, there's going to be disagreements, bro. Yeah. You're going to get into an argument with that person that you are in a relationship with. It's just a matter of time. And uh, here's hoping that those arguments are fairly minor and don't happen too often. But if things do get escalated, I certainly recommend that they don't get physical. And I certainly recommend that you don't involve innocent objects in your arguments with your significant other i.e. your animals, Big J. And this is a story of Sudan Frudenthal, a 53-year-old woman, and her 44-year-old girlfriend who share a house in Largo, Florida. And they were having an argument because uh, the 44-year-old victim accused Susan of cheating on her, Big J. Oh, no. Never a good thing to have happen in a relationship. It's unfortunate. And so as they were arguing back and forth, Susan was like, listen, I'm not cheating on you. It's not something that I'm doing. Please believe me. And of course, it wasn't working. And so that is when Susan picked up the couple's cat and said, I swear on the life of this cat. You know how much we love our animals. Oh, no. I swear on the life of this cat. I did not cheat on you. And the victim said, I do not believe you. And that is when Susan then made the cat get distressed and then held it up to the victim's face and had the cat start scratching the victim's face as it was, you know, not being happy about being yeah. held up. And so yeah, it started, me down. And started hissing and scratching at the face of the victim. And then she threw the cat at the victim. Also not cool, man. Don't be tossing around your pets and throwing them at other people and using them as a weapon. Yeah. So uh, neighbors heard the argument and they showed up. When they showed up, they saw a bunch of scratches. The police showed up and saw a bunch of scratches on the victim's face. And they're like, hey, how did that happen? And then she's like, well, she used the cat as a weapon. And they're like, huh? And so sure enough, on the police report, Big J, it says weapon seized. And they said no, but they did put in the type of weapon that was used in the assault. And the answer was feline. So she it's was a registered arrested. weapon. She was registered. She was arrested for domestic battery, a misdemeanor, and uh, so now she's facing a bunch of charges. Uh, she was, if there's any consolation, polite and compliant with authorities when they did show up. Uh, but uh, they did decide to keep the cat with the victim, and the cat is still at the place. But not cool, man. Don't be using your pets in an argument, and certainly don't be using your pets as weapons. That seems like a bad idea. Yeah, she should have gotten charged with cruelty to animals. I think so, too. Doesn't that seem like it's a given? But apparently it wasn't part of the charges. But if you chuck an animal at somebody, I feel like that's not being nice to, A, the person that you're throwing something at, but most importantly, the innocent animal that had no part in your argument whatsoever. Don't be chucking it around. It's just a little kitty cat doing kitty cat things. And not supposed to be a weapon of any kind. Unless, of course, they're trained to be Big J, like a, an assassin or something like yeah, that. Yeah, or you happen to be Mark Singer. The Beastmaster, of course, Yeah, is what you're referencing. 
Did he have control over house pets? It doesn't really say I in the so. movie. I mean, you know, if you can control a tiger, why can't you control, like, a little furball? I suppose that's true. Maybe that was uh, one of the plot points that was uh, discovered in Beastmaster 2 through the Portal of Time that I didn't exactly <laughs> uh, watch all the way through. We, I, I, Listen, I recently had a, uh, you know, I do these committee meetings. Yes. And we have icebreakers. And one of the questions that we threw out there was, what superpower would you want? And I go, I would, I would like to be the Beastmaster. That's my answer. You really would? Yeah. Okay. Talk to all the animals. Uh, so is that Beastmaster or is that Dr. Doolittle? No, it's Beast- Beastmaster. No. controlled the will of the animals and did their- Specifically Beastmaster. Okay. Okay. That's fine. And what? with appropriate loincloth. I was going to ask, would you wear the Beastmaster outfit? Absolutely. Which is uh, akin to He-Man for those of you unfamiliar. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Did not expect to have a Mark Singer discussion during uh, We're Going to Hell, but here we are. (laughs) Coming up in a few minutes, some important stuff, plus your pop culture smackdown. Important stuff. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We've talked before about the possibility of a four-day work week. You know, working the 10-hour shifts four days a week as opposed to five days and eight hours a day as a way to increase productivity and employee happiness. In a lot of places that have tried that trial, and uh, while it still seems to be uh, a thing that maybe not a lot of companies are going to do, it could work out in the future. Who knows? And now there's a school district in Texas that's trying the exact same thing, but with school, Big J. Four-day school weeks for students in the upcoming year is happening in a school district there. But they're doing it for a different reason, not to increase student productivity. They're doing it because they kind of have to. They've got teacher burnout and shortages because of the pandemic. So the Jasper Independent School District said the calendar year will meet the 60 or 75,600 minutes required for students during a school year. They're just going to jam it into a four-day week. And it's going to begin in October and continue through the end of April. When the school year begins in a standard five-day week in August, usually. So for teachers on Fridays when students won't be there, they will have professional development and other resources without missing class time, according to the district. The school district said they sent an email out to parents and staff, and around 64% supported the four-day week, while teachers were 84% in favor of a separate survey. So again, it kind of goes into the, are you the employee or those that are required to show up? And 84% of employees were like, yeah, give me that four-day work week, baby. I'll work longer hours four days a week. Yeah. But uh, the people that, you know, have to be a part of it weren't exactly as much in favor. But still, you know, majority wins, I suppose. Not everybody. You're not going to make everybody 100% happy all the time about something that doesn't include free money. So there's going to be some people against it because that, you know, falls into what do I do with my kids on the extra day, etc., etc. But sometimes you have to do things to make sure it's easy for everybody involved. So we'll see how that works out. I'd be shocked if other places follow through, but this seems like it's something out of necessity as opposed to anything else. NBA's play-in tournament began last night. Brooklyn Nets and Minnesota Timberwolves won their games. The Nets beat the Cavs 115-108. They get the seventh seed for the Eastern Conference. Timberwolves beat the Clippers 109-104. They get the seventh seed in the Western Conference. Alyssa Nankin became the first female uh, coach to step on field in Major League Baseball last night as she was the first base coach for the Giants after their original first base coach got ejected. So she joined the team in the third inning on the field, making Major League Baseball history. They stopped the game for a little bit. They recognized her coming onto the field, got a shake uh, by the opposing team. That's always nice. So congratulations to her. She's been a coach with the Giants since 2020. So not her first time on the team, but first time on the field. 
Looks like the Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Ryan Johnson love affair continues. If you're not familiar, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, a fairly popular actor, uh, has been in every single thing that Ryan Johnson has ever done, Big J. From his first movie, Brick, to Looper, he even popped up in The Last Jedi and Knives Out in small cameo roles, Blink and You Miss It style. And he will be part of the peacock mystery that Ryan Johnson's a part of called Poker Face. Uh, Natasha Lyonne has already been cast as the lead, and now Joseph Gordon-Levitt will be cast opposite that. You can add that on top of Knives Out 2 and Knives Out 3 that Ryan Johnson has also done for Netflix. I guess he's just filmed Knives Out 2. Knives Out 3 hasn't been put together yet, but that has completed filming. So now he's working on this Peacock series, and then he's going into Knives Out 3. So Ryan Johnson's going to be very, very busy. And then after that, after Knives Out 3, Big J, he's got the Star Wars movies that he's also agreed to be a part of again. So he is very busy, and the the secret, I guess, sauce in all of it is Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Big J, as they uh, grew up together, and he's been in everything that uh, Ryan Johnson has put together. So the streak continues. And that's not going to be headed to Peacock until 2023, but something to look forward to if you're a fan of good things. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Hey, man, coming up Sunday, we've got a great show for you at the Knitting Factory. Ten years is coming, Black Map and Varsity. should be a really fun show. We'll get you set up with those tickets for free. You just need to come pick them up. Oh, you also have to beat Nick in Pop Culture Smackdown, which isn't an easy feat. Ah, well, that's debatable, but 208-287-1003 is our phone number if you'd like to play this little goofy game we created. All you have to do is figure out some pop culture questions answered or asked by Radio's Big J. The rest is history, as they say. Let's go to the phones. Hello, the X. Going on? How you doing, brother? What's your name? John. All right, John, you're up. Good luck. This actor made a name for himself starring as Hellboy in the first two movies and as Clay Morrow in Sons of Anarchy. Ron Perlman. Right. Yeah, well done. No hesitation. Nick, this Slipknot drummer's dad was Bruce Springsteen's drummer in the E Street Band. Uh, Jay Weinstein. No. Weinstein. No. Weinstein. That's not Weinstein, and his name isn't Jay. What is it? Max Weinberg. Wine. Oh, man. Wrong. Son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, name's wrong. I did. Why did I think it was Jay? DJ's the drummer of Slipknot. Oh, okay. His dad. Oh, you wanted the dad's this, name? This Slipknot drummer's dad. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Maybe listen to the damn question. I know. I pulled a big J there. And I, I didn't even get the name right, so it didn't matter anyway. Weinstein. But uh, I know. Weinstein Weinberg. But uh, congratulations, man. See, I told you it was going to be easy today. Ten years tickets are man? yours. Hang on one second. We'll hook you up with those and make sure you're all set and ready for the concert. What's going on? I, I, I just missed. I heard the first part, and I was like, oh, he's going to ask me a Slipknot question. And then I stopped listening, I guess. But you did pull uh, congratulations to you, sir. Hang on. We will do some headlines. Those are next in the X-Rock. It's time for headlines on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by Half Price Friday. Another one's happening 9 o'clock in the morning at xrock.com. You can grab $50 to the local for just $25. It's a great eatery and wine pub in Boise. Offers a comfortable and engaging atmosphere. They serve lunch and dinner Tuesday through Saturday. They got some rotating dishes in there, seasonal menus, and it's all made from local ingredients. Hence why it's called a local, bro. So they're great. They're great for takeout, dining room service. You can eat on the patio too. So unplug at the local. Delicious food, satisfying drinks, great local atmosphere. Half Price Friday, nine o'clock. Xrock.com. Headlines are as follows. Is that a thing? Good to know. And eat more chicken. Is that a thing? Uh, do DAA agents get discounts on fast food, Big J? Yes, of course they do. How does that work? 
I'm a DE agent. Give me a discount. Or else kind of thing? Yeah. But well, I'll well, plant drugs in your locker. Do fast food places have locker? I don't know. Uh, the man trying to get a discount on his order at Wendy's is accused of impersonating a DEA agent, according to police in Florida. His name is David Stover, and he was arrested Monday after police say they were called into a restaurant because a customer was arguing with the staff. Officers say this guy was demanding a law enforcement discount and started threatening to report staff to corporate for not giving it to him. Workers were like, hey, man, we've never heard of any kind of law enforcement discount. What are you talking about, bro? And he's like, I've got a friend who's a cashier to Wendy's down the street, and he says you guys give discounts to DEA agents. And they're like, uh, no. <laughs> and then he started screaming at him, so they called police, and then the real police showed up and went ahead and arrested him because you can't impersonate a police officer, Big J. That's against the law. Yes, it is. And it certainly is against the law to do so for discounts on your fast food. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you would think that that would be top of mind, but if you're going to fake your way through stuff and steal some valor, do so. Do it for something cooler yeah. than a cheaper uh, junior bacon cheeseburger. You know Plus, what I mean? you, risk the, you risk them you know, doing weird stuff to your food. Because you are a cop. I mean, I guess that's part of it, too. Uh, certainly, if you're going to throw a fit at a fast food restaurant, that's not a great way to get great service. I could promise you that. You're probably going to get arrested and bad things happen to jerks. Although, listen, as somebody that has worked in the fast food industry, I can honestly say with my own eyes, I've never seen anybody mess with the food on purpose. I don't know if you have in your experience, but it hasn't happened in, in the experience that I had. I only worked in fast food for like nine months. But never did we mess with anybody's food, nor did I see anybody's food get messed with. So I guess you're safe there. But I don't know if I'd go around flashing a fake badge hoping to get, like, a free, uh, you know, Frosty or something like that. It's not how that works. Good to know or eat more chicken? Eat more chicken. A high school teacher in Japan has been suspended because he was making some side money selling the school's cows and not telling them. Whoa. The 48-year-old teacher headed up a group of staffers who were responsible for looking after the school's cows. You know, like every high school has. And he was required to let the school know every time a new calf was born and every time a male calf was to be sold. But the school eventually noticed that they were starting to get a lot less new calves around there. And then they started to grow suspicious. They ultimately learned that instead of reporting the births, the teacher was immediately selling them directly to traders and stock breeders and then keeping the money for himself. How much was this scam worth, Big J? He allegedly sold about 62 calves and made $30,000. So, That's it? Yeah, I thought there'd be more than that, too. Well, you probably try to keep it under the radar. Also true. And yeah, That's a lot. That seems 62? like a, a lot of cows. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I don't know how many cows they started with, so I'm not sure what that ratio is, but it seems like it's a lot of cows to be selling. I also don't, I mean, unless they teach like, you know, farming or dairy. It's got to be an ag. In that kind of school. Yeah, place. I mean, it's in Japan. I don't know what kind of. Uh, oh, man, class. that's probably Kobe beef. <laughs> what, man? Yeah, maybe you're right. Some extra special cowage right there. Wrap it up with good to know. Baby eels, Big J, also called elvers, oh. are one of the most lucrative wild species in the U.S., and Maine is the only state in the country with a sizable baby eel fishing industry. But the good news is the price for the tiny fish is back up to pre-pandemic levels, baby. Fishermen apparently are selling the baby eels for $2,110 per pound. That's a lot. That's according to the Maine Department of Marine Resources. 
They've also reportedly run through more than four-fifths of their quota for the season, which runs into late June. The eels are so valuable because they need, they need this particular, uh, they're needed by Asian agriculture companies, which raise them to maturity to be used as food, uh, specifically for sushi and things like that. Eels are very popular in that kind of stuff over in Asia. The value for eels sank to about $525 per pound back in 2020 when COVID was upsetting markets. But now it's back up, baby. So if you're in the baby eel market, look out. You're going to be rolling in the cash. And I didn't know baby eels were so expensive. That must be a pretty expensive roll if you're going to purchase a baby eel one. Uh, you ever had that in your sushi runs? Probably, but I try not to think about it. Uh, wh- why? That freaks you out? Yeah, I don't the eels. Ugh. Fish are okay. Eels gross you out? Yeah, I don't even want to know what kind of fish it is. I just put it together. I'll eat it. Well, don't you enjoy a particular type of fish over another or any fish is nah. fish to you? It all tastes the same? Yeah, I'm not like the discerning like, oh man, that was that was salmon. Oh, that was delicious. Oh, that was tuna. Oh, whoa, that was o- just like eel. Put, put that octopus. fishy taste in my mouth. Doesn't yeah, matter what. Just it is. let me dip something into my soy sauce and wasabi. Thank you. Wow. Uh, and you're okay? I mean, well, I, I imagine the price of the sushi roll plays an impact on things, right? Oh, yeah, not anymore. Oh, you're rolling in it. No, I mean, uh, not after last time I went and had sushi. I, I think I got reprimanded by my wife. You're no longer allowed to have sushi? Because no how longer, much you spent? Uh, to, to take out my daughter to sushi costs us oh. $1 million. That's too much money for sushi. I know. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. <laughs> That's the latest from Masking Alexandria, a great song called Never Gonna Learn here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. And I suppose, man, another day, another record, right? Yeah, David Rush uh, at it again. Uh, of course, he uh, here locally has been uh, you know, knocking down Guinness World Records uh, over 200 times here at this point now. And he set another record by balancing a non-powered lawnmower on his chin, on his chin yeah. for 30 minutes and 33 seconds. It's like one of those like uh, kind of like windmill lawnmowers kind of yeah. things, right? Yeah. Now this isn't the first time he set this record. Somebody went and tried to do better than him, and he uh, he bested it uh, this time. And uh, you know, it's something that he continues to do. It raises awareness for a bunch of different charities, and it's great. But I'm like, we should find you know one that we could work on together. You want to be in the Guinness Book of World Records? Yeah, why not? What would it be? What would something... Well, here's the thing. Like, I mean, the other part of it is it doesn't sound like there is a whole lot of rhyme or reason to it. Like, I think we could just come up with something and do it if we wanted to. Now, the other side note to that is uh, the funny thing, uh, Jax, my oldest, super into the Guinness Book of World Records. Like, I just bought him the 2022 version, which, by the way, they're they're expensive as hell. I had no idea how much they were, but I bought him it, and it's a big old book, and now it has a whole bunch of pictures and stuff in it, and he had noticed that David Rush was in there a whole bunch of times, and he's like, this is a guy from Idaho, and I'm like, yeah, you know, he, it's actually pretty cool. He's in there over 200 times. You're going to find a bunch of stuff, and then he asked me something, and he's like, why? And I'm like, well, you know, some people have this idea as to they want to be in the Guinness Book of World Records. There's a sense of accomplishment. And he says, yeah, but he's in here over 200 times. And I said, well, you know, he ties it into charity, just like what you said. And he goes, okay, and then what? And I said, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and, I, you know, I know you get a plaque and stuff like that, but I'm not sure the motivation as to what puts you in there. And then and then, do you does it become an addiction at some point? Do you know what I mean? Well, it's clearly an addiction. Right. Because, I, I, I mean, I, I know he does it for a good cause. I know he's a good person, and I know he's a very talented person, too. I mean, some of the stuff that he does takes a lot of practice. It's yeah. not just something you get out of bed and that you do. And so that's cool. Uh, but I did at one point know somebody that wanted to be in the Guinness Book of World 
Records. My friend, uh, when he was a kid, wanted to do it, and so he decided that, you know, again, you read the Guinness Book of World Records, and people are in there for fairly frivolous things. Sure. And so his idea was he wanted to collect the most bottle caps in the world, you know what I mean? And so he would be digging through garbage, and it was just a gross, you know, this is the 80s, so, uh, it, you know, it was a gross, disgusting hobby that his parents absolutely hated, and that he gave up on after, like, nine months. But I do believe he had a fairly formidable collection, but never enough to get any response from the Guinness Book of World Records. So that's the key. We got to come up with something that is obtainable enough for us to do, well, and then get the attention of the committee to come out and actually witness it. There's got to be some terrestrial radio records, right? Set out there? Well, I mean, there's no there. There's longest radio program, and there's people that have been doing this for a while. We got to be on the air for a lot longer than we are for us to make that happen. How about longest consecutive uh, Metallica play? Uh, what do you, define that for me? I mean, we just play every album back to back to back to back for until the record's broken. I'm pretty sure it wouldn't take long. Okay. But I think maybe Metallica might have to be on board with that, okay. and then that would help Guinness maybe do it, and then you'd have to come up with a goal, like how long, if we just play it all the way through once, or do you want to do it a couple times over? I mean, I don't know. I'd have to put it all together. I see. You're just... I'm just making you're, suggestions you're, you're throwing You're throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing yeah. it sticks. Okay. Uh, maybe. I mean, I, I suppose... I'll tell you what... <laughs> I didn't know you were going to pitch me Guinness ideas right now. That's what I said. I thought at the beginning, let's say let's talk about David Rush. I thought it was just. Of course, we eventually were going to get to Metallica playing them nonstop. Uh, I tell you what, you reach out to the Guinness people, Big J, and let us know if they're interested, and then we'll come up with something. Okay. And if that I don't be the think thing, that's how it works, but uh, yeah, you had to have an idea is the other part of it, and it has to be, I think, somewhat something that that they think is a breakable, b interesting, or c unique. And I'm not sure playing a bunch of Metallica records back to back is that. Sounds but, like it to me. Uh, I know, but you're a big Metallica fan, so we'll see if that comes through. And we'll make it happen. If not, it'll just be another dream of ours that's crushed. Uh, we can put it right upside getting a billboard in the Treasure Valley and uh, commercials and all that kind of stuff. But you know what? Maybe we'll get there. Who knows? Look at us now. <laughs> and then we'll put the uh, the, the framed uh, little, th- I guess, plaque that they give you here in the studio. Yeah. I believe it's a fairly small plaque, too. Because, you know, they people break records all the time. So they don't go too crazy with the presentation stuff. So don't get your hopes up Everything's big on the internet. Morning After with Nick and Big J. That's it for us. We're going to do some bad impressions next on the x X. Bad Impressions brought to you by the Idaho Center pre-owned superstore, Treasure Valley Subaru. And uh, we've got tickets to 10 years. Varsity going to be joining them and Black Map. So it's going to be a great show Sunday night at the Knitting Factory. You just need to figure out Bad Impressions here this morning. Phone number is 208-287-1003. Bad Impressions works like this. Big J's got three clues revolving around somebody pretty famous. Figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or less. Doesn't always take you all three. But if you can make it happen... In those, you are going to the show on Sunday, and that might make you happy. Let's go to the phones. Hello, the X. Hey, how's it going this morning? Good, brother. What's your name? Billy. All right, Billy, you're up first, man. Good luck. All right. Yes, I will be returning as the accountant. Ben Affleck? Yeah! Bam! Good job, Billy. Hang on one second. We'll hook you up with those 10 years tickets. What were clues two and three? You'll get to see me as Batman one more time in the Flash movie, and Matt Damon is my best friend. And why is little Ben Affleck in the news? Oh, he's engaged again, Nick. Yeah, I saw that over the weekend, And right? again to J-Lo. This time with feeling. Yeah, this time with feeling. <laughs> this is so funny. Uh, in, uh, in the J-Lo newsletter, 
She huh. sends out a newsletter to her fans. Okay, whatever. Uh, titled How It Went Down, she shared that uh, she was in the middle of a bubble bath when Ben Affleck proposed to her. Very romantic, I S- guess. Saturday night, while at my favorite place on earth, the bubble bath, my favorite or my beautiful love got on one knee and proposed. And she <laughs> added that she was totally taken off guard. Uh, yeah, because he was normally there to do something else. It was bubble bath time. Give a foot massage or something. I don't know. So congratulations to them. Uh, to the happy couple, I suppose. And this is uh, take two. Were they engaged the first time around? I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, I think so. Uh, well, a happy uh, engagement to them. And uh, hopefully uh, there's no nanny that gets in between them this time around or anything weird and crazy that breaks them all up. And they're happily ever after. Agree or disagree? Victor. No nanny. No nanny. Thank you very much. Morning after Adult with kids. Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We wrap up the show here next on the X Rocks. As Muse won't stand down, wrapping up the morning after with Nick and Big J here on this Wednesday morning. Thanks for hanging out with us. It's always appreciated. Big J approved the movie called Cleaner. That is the one that you selected for him. He also really approved the Netflix movie called Metal Lords that uh, you did not select for him, but he did watch. So if you're looking for a couple of movies that were approved, that's something that you could do. Ended up giving away some money today. Finally, $100 went out the door courtesy of the Double Dare at 7.30 this morning. That will continue at 12.30 and 5.30 today with Jason, Drew, and Adam. And the category, once again, is what, Big J? Uh, the category is uh, good movies with bad reviews. So you got to figure out the good movie from the bad review that we're going to give you. Uh, and you'll have a chance with $200 each time around. That's happening later on today, which is always fun. And that leaves you with the floor, Big J. On this day in 2000, Nick, Metallica filed a copyright infringement lawsuit against Napster. Uh, the Napster fund started uh, along in 2000. with, by the way, people forget about this, Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre did it as well, yeah, yeah. but no, he's not a bad guy. Metallica is. But, uh, it, it, that, see, the, the year 2000 seems weird to me. For some reason, I thought it was earlier than that. In the year 2000? But it sure was. Uh, did you ever partake in any of that file sharing stuff? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, you know, early on, it was like, <laughs> we got a lot of music and stuff that we needed, you know, sound effects, that kind of stuff from Napster. Yeah, it was a, so, it was a great way to find um, older stuff that that you yeah. had forgotten about for a while. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, I can't remember it. Was, I didn't use Napster as much as now. I can't even remember the name of the file sharing service that I found myself Lime using. Uh, it wasn't LimeWire. It was something else. It was even less uh, popular than that. But uh, it only lasted fairly uh, like like two or three months for me before I moved on. But it was certainly the way that we stuff it, uh, we, that we downloaded stuff, and that's how we ended up i guess consuming music and now it's pretty much the same we all stream it via the internet and nobody pays for it anymore except for the you know occasional membership to spotify or something like that but outside of that you're you're pretty much getting what you want when you want on demand for free and that's why concerts and merchandise continues to be important for bands that you want to support when you see them live and that's why it's nice and very good that we have a lot of rock shows coming to town and that you guys continue to support those and buy the t-shirts and merch there when you go please and thank you next set of x rock brought to you by beacon plumbing for tank and tankless water heaters clogged drains leaky faucets toilets and won't flush stop freaking Call Beacon. Beacon Plumbing, Heating, and Mechanical, your trusted plumbing source online at beaconplumbing.com. That's it for us. See you tomorrow. Jason Drew's up next. Have a good one. It's the X Rocks.
The Morning After podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.